White Sox. White Sox. Go, 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 go. Call your sons. Call your daughter. Holy cow. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Renato, grand slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez. He's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and the show is at Locked On Sox on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for making Locked On Sox your first listen every morning. Locked on Socks is free and available on all platforms, including Locked on Socks on YouTube. If you want to leave us a voice message, it is 312-566-8727. That is Harold Baines, AJ Brzezinski, Mark Burley, Jorge Orta, Bo Jackson, Carlton Fisk, and Tim Anderson, or Locked on Socks at gmail.com. Without any further ado, it is Tim and Tim Anderson. <laughs> it is Chris Tannehill. I got the names messed up. Oh I'm man! Coughing in the open. Jim Tomey's laughing at me. That's what right. a dick. It would be great if we had Tim Anderson here. Uh, so many things to ask him. Uh, you know, but if if Tim were here, he'd probably say, "Oh, you know, good to be here. You know, good good to be on a podcast." Uh, he is here in spirit, though. He's here on my bobblehead wall, and I'm sure he's here elsewhere as well. But uh, yeah, uh, this is our uh, pre-Thanksgiving feast of a show we've got some things to chew on here no doubt with the sock signing of kendall graveman we'll get to that in a second here but i gotta ask you her what are your plans for thanksgiving we are going back to the western suburbs courtney's people live in st charles mine live in like the wheaton bloomingdale slash unincorporated west chicago area so we'll be spending wednesday thursday and then partly a friday and then we'll be meeting up with some good people on Friday afternoon. I don't know who those people are, though. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be nice. And uh, that sounds like fun. So you're doing both. You're, you're jumping from house to house uh, in the Western Burbs there? Yeah, initially we're going to go to her mom's house. That's where our home base is going to be. We're taking the dog. It's his first Thanksgiving. Oh, that'll be delightful. And so, you know, well, well you, you've got some time here because you, if those of you who are new to the show remember her proposed and uh, and she said yes, so they're getting married, Herb and Courtney. So this is the, you know, hey, we're we're in, engaged to be married holiday season. So you guys got a little time. You've got you've got one round of holidays before they ask you. So when's the baby? You got a dog, but when's the baby? Uh, so that, that'll be good. Fun. Thing is though, <laughs> her brother also got engaged this past weekend. Oh, trying and to steal your shine? What's going on there? They'll probably get married way before we will because. The, you know, we're going to wait until Courtney finishes school. So that's probably two years away. They just got engaged, I think, in Columbia or somewhere. Okay. So it's going to be a good uh, holiday. I mean, I don't think they're coming back for Thanksgiving, but they're going to be there in Christmas. We're going to be all engaged folk. Oh, that's wonderful. Good times. Uh, when you think about where we were at a year ago, uh, we're really not that far off, but we're, we're dealing with it a little better. And, uh, you know, people starting to see their families again, which is either a good or a bad thing, uh, depending on who your family is. <laughs> They're overrated at times. But uh, us, we are just going to have a very chill, very small Thanksgiving here with me, my wife and daughter and her dad, just a normal crew here in the house. My parents are out in California because they know how to party and uh, we were not able to make it out there. 
because of, you know, COVID restrictions and things that you got to adhere to, protocols when you got a kid in school. So we did not travel. Uh, so we're missing that. But I am doing my first turkey uh, in, in my life. I'm, I, I got this is why we got the big green egg, egg folks, for nights like Thursday where I'll be smoking that turkey uh in the middle of the barn and uh you know i'm gonna try that and i'm, I'm gonna make my brussels sprout, sprouts my maple bacon brussels sprouts and uh the wife will make a couple sides but it's gonna be me doing the the uh the lion's share of the cooking on thursday so i'm excited and nervous about that but it's a very low leverage uh thanksgiving this is the uh jose ruiz of thanksgiving dinners here with us just just being the four of us so if i mess it up it's not a big deal but I, i'm pretty confident i will not mess it up uh, I tend to get uh, turned into a perfectionist when it comes to, uh, out there on that grill, but we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll just try to have fun. Are you thawing the turkey and or brining it now? I, I well, I bought it fresh, so no need to thaw. Oh. Um, and I the the brine is about a twenty four hour brine, so I'm going to pop it in tomorrow around noon. Uh, maybe even not that long because uh, it's a smaller bird. It's about 13 pounds, so I don't think I have to brine for a full 24 hours to get all those flavors to soak in. But, yes, I will brine. Uh, maybe Mike Victor can recommend a, a, a trip, a, a tip and trick here because I, I've i got this uh, Italian seasoning brine uh, for Italian herb always. Uh, I think about it every time. Um, so I'm going to brine it in this Italian seasonings. And uh, most people say if you do a brine, you don't have to do a, a rub on top and but I just feel so weird I, you know uh, I've, I've never done a, a brine without like a rub on top and but usually just for smaller stuff like like you know chickens or, or whatever but uh, for a turkey I feel like you know you should be putting something on top of that but maybe not like most recipes say no so maybe Mike Victor can help me out what would Mike Victor do I, I've seen some people in these big green egg videos they'll put a a a maple pecan rub, so it's like a little sweeter rub on top to offset the salt of the brine, but mm-hmm. maybe I'm just overthinking it. Uh, I think if Would I, the brine re- make the skin like crispy and such? Uh, brine, 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 uh, for all my Bernstein <laughs> fans out there. I don't know, I just thought of that. Uh, well, I, brine. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't know if that'll have any direct correlation with this with the skin. I will try to baste it every so often. And I think if you get a, a good smoke going, that's what'll make it nice and crispy on the skin. At least that's my experience when I've done chickens out there. So uh, I'm just looking forward to it, man. A new, a, something new, a new tradition. Uh, who, who knows? Maybe I'll uh, I'll be cooking Thanksgiving turkeys for the rest of my life, and I'll regret Thursday. But I'm looking forward to getting out there in the yard. The Bears are playing. They suck. I get it. But I'll have the the Bears game going on my Sono speaker. I'll have my solo uh, stove bonfire out there going. I'll have a couple of adult beverages out there just hanging out with the smoke out there in the yard. So it should be good, a good time for, for us on Thanksgiving. And, of course, you got to get the five ninety nine pumpkin pie from Costco. That's the move right there, five ninety nine for a pumpkin pie that's like, you know, that's bigger than your table. So that's good right there, good stuff. So I'm looking forward to it, man. It's a, it's a good eating holiday, and uh, we're very thankful for a lot of things that happened this year. So uh, looking forward to that. But uh, the Sox giving us a little news here, and we, we were just talking about it yesterday. Sox flying under the radar so far in this hot stove season, and they come up and they surprise us with a move on one of the top – 
free agents available in his position. So we'll talk about that next here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. You know, I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert, but isn't so full of calories and sugar. I can hear that this time of year. It's always a problematic time for your guy here with the bad snacks. Well, it's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. For example, one slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end, folks. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar, or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, and high-protein. And as always, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. Share some at your family gatherings. It will make things a bit less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar yet. I know I've turned some of my family members on a Built Bar, and you can do the same. And new surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often and sign up for those text alerts like I did. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. So mark your calendar, folks. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to built.com, use our promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. White Sox make a move here. Herbie, they go out and, and they grab themselves one of the top relievers on the market. They go out and they grab Kendall Graveman. You may remember him with the Astros there in the postseason. Three years, $24 million is the projected uh, salary number here for Kendall Graveman for his deal. In 2021, he appeared in 53 games and posted just an ERA of 1.77. We'll tell you a little bit more about Kendall Graveman if you weren't paying attention. But Herb, your thoughts on uh, this surprising move by the Sox. Now, it was a surprise, not that it was uh, not a need, but it was just a surprise that they acted on, on this target specifically. I like the move. It's a solid reliever. Now, let me say this. If this is a Ryan Tapera replacement, well, tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow you'll find me a grave man. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Um oh, I will like Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> a little Shakespeare. Um you know what? I like you know what I like, you know what they've yeah. been, they've already started calling the bullpen, don't you? The graveyard. Um, the Undertaker? The graveyard. Oh, the <laughs> <laughs> I think his his uh, nickname is Digger. Yeah, is like it? Digger Phelps. Yeah. I wish the Lord would take me now. No, we still got about 20 more minutes left on the show. But yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I do think this is your Ryan Tapera replacement. Now, that doesn't mean he mm. can't come back, but you just look at the numbers, the stuff, it profiles very similarly. Slider, yeah, he's got a filthy slider that he finally started using to affect last year, and that's why the numbers dramatically shifted from his 2020 when he was with Seattle where he had a 5 ERA, 5.79 ERA. He started the year with Seattle in 2021, and he was dominant, and the Mariners were pissed when they <laughs> traded him to the division uh, rival of the Houston Astros. Like, what the hell are we doing? We're competing. As you saw, the Mariners were competing up until that last weekend of the season. Um, so, yes, Kendall Graven had a – resurgent year with Seattle and Houston. And if you guys remember, the Cubs actually signed him after his 2018 season and stashed him and had him just uh, pretty much do 
Iowa work after he, I think he had either Tommy John or some type of serious injury and didn't really bring him up to the major league team at all. And so when it was 2020 and he needed to make a, a roster, he went out to Seattle. So it's a great move. It's kind of Ryan Tapera-esque. Had a bad year, came back in 2021 and dominated. And now he's cashing in $8 million per year for the next three years. It's a solid deal. To only pay $8 million for a reliever of his caliber, and if he's this guy that's going forward, I'm excited for his future. Yeah, I like the move a lot. You know, we had talked about the glaring holes in that bullpen, and we've got a very astute phone call here from one of our listeners that we'll get to in just a matter of moments here and how uh, the Kimbrel thing plays into all this. But this guy's a hard thrower, fastball slider guy, as you said. He's got that arm side run on that on that sinker where it runs in on the right-handed hitters. He's really deadly against the righties. I believe he held him to 177 average last season. Uh, that fastball serves as basically a sinker, misses a ton of bats, and when he does uh, uh, elicit contact, it's mostly all weak contact. He'll occasionally mix in the changeup as well. So you, you see that those peripherals there and the stuff. It's a lot. Very Ryan Tapera-esque. You know, lots of ground balls, uh, lots of strikeouts. So it's what you want out of a bullpen. Weak contact. He's versatile, I think. You know, he, he can pitch in really any inning. He's been successful no matter where he's been used at, at least in 2021. Uh, he's not a diva in that regard. Uh, I think in 53 games, he finished 17 of them. So he can close out games for you, but he's mostly used in the eighth inning uh, and seventh inning if you want to use him there as well. Um, you know, we'll get to the the uh, Kimbrel stuff here in a second, but I think I see him as the bridge guy uh, in between. You know, if you're going to use Crochet and Bummer as your lefty guys, like he'll be your guy in the eighth inning leading up to uh, Liam Hendricks uh, if, if Craig Kimbrell's not on the team. But he's really a guy that can you, you can use as a weapon against right-handed hitters. As I said before, that average against righties is really damn good. And if you remember, he appeared in uh, three games against the White Sox in the ALDS, games one, two, and four. He gave up a run in game one, uh, and basically nothing after that to the White Sox. I think he only gave up one run uh, in the World Series, and that was it for his postseason. So he finished his postseason 1-6-4 ERA in nine games, uh, spanning 11 innings. So... Uh, that's a really good move right there, a guy with postseason experience and a guy who seems to be just scratching the surface on on what he can reach as far as his potential. So I'm excited to see him at the back end of that bullpen. I feel a little bit better now about the team going forward as now you've you've got Kopech moving out of there and you're probably going to lose to Para, but maybe he'll want to stay you know, in Chicago. You know, he, he obviously liked Chicago enough to stay with the Cubs for – uh, less money than what he's uh, what he deserved, and now he's given himself an opportunity to earn a little bit more money. If Rickon wants to, you know, uh, pay a guy like that, the problem is like I don't see uh, a use for paying a guy like that if he's not going to be your primary bridge guy. And, and Tapera would not be that at this point. He would just be, uh, you know, if that's your low leverage guy, that's pretty damn good. But I think he's he's earned he's priced himself out of that category. So the White Sox now are sitting around fourth in payroll. And this move, uh, you know, moves the radar, uh, moves the needle a little bit in that regard. Uh, I think you know, Josh Nelson had his uh, projected payroll Google Doc going. You can see it on his Twitter. And I think uh, he had the Sox as uh, around $168 million or something like that. So that's pretty pretty substantial for the White Sox, but uh, nowhere near the, where the Yankees are sitting at 220. We know they'll never be that, but there's still a lot of wiggle room here. And if you believe uh, the reports on what Bob Nightingale is saying, uh, he reported also today that the White Sox are still seeking frontline starter like Robbie Ray and a second baseman like Marcus Simeon. 
So I, what, what did you make of that, Herb? I think everyone's kind of dunking on the socks. But when Bob Nightingale, say what you want about the man, but when he's sort of, uh, you know, you know, trying to to paint the picture of what the White Sox are trying to do, this is either a pur- purposeful, you know, misdirect here, and the Sox are going to go after another top end starter, like maybe Gaussman, which would be nice. Uh, but you, you throw a name out there, they go out and go after the other guys. So I don't know if you think this is what they're doing here with uh, Bob Nightingale floating those names out there, specific names. I thought that was very weird. Very, very weird. I don't know if whoever's floating this for them, Kenny, Jerry, just said, hey, we're after a top starter and a top second baseman. And then Bob filled in the blanks himself because he got both guys from Toronto out there. Um, I don't see the White Sox tied to either of the two guys. I would love for them to be in the Marcus Simeon thing, but that seems a little too rich for their blood. Like they, that will be a hundred million dollars. And they, I mean, the rumors are he wants seven years, which I'm not down for. But if that's the market, you got to get into there. And I don't see the the White Sox battling these other teams for the services of Marcus Simeon, especially with seven years. And Robbie Ray, man, bet. Let's do it. If you're going to trade in Carlos Rodon, you think the better option is the Cy Young Award winning Robbie Ray? Let's go. But also, Remember, he'll probably want four to five to six years on a, a long-term deal. White Sox famously do not do long-term pitcher deals, so it's going to be a tough go for the White Sox there. So I'll believe it when I see it. I told my guy, Joe Lamonde, who runs a cookie uh, spin over here on the north side, oh. if they sign <laughs> both of those guys, I'm buying the 40-pack. <laughs> Whoa. I had the twenty. I had the twenty last year. I'm buying the forty pack. If they sign Marcus Simeon and Robbie Ray, I'll find it. Oh, wait, wait. A forty pack of cookies or season tickets? What are we talking well, about? Well, season tickets. Sorry, and, and and Joe already knows. I we buy cookies from Cookies Men all the time. It's not just cookies. It's delicious ice cream too. If you guys need a, like a big ass deep dish cookie and some ice cream on top, Cookies Men on the north side. God. Ravenswood area. God, I've been eating like, like an absolute savage the past few days. Uh, not even giving myself a chance. I'm about to say uh, and, you don't. You haven't been doing. You know, you've been doing really well this whole year. Like yeah, built bars yeah. and not eating on Pizza Friday. And then I saw you participate last week. I was like, Danny's back. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So the, the the key is you know not deprive yourself, but also you know try to keep yourself in check with the the working out, which I also did today for the first time in a while. It's been so busy. Uh, but yeah, uh, I need I need one of those cookie places out by me. Like that's one we are in a, a cookie desert out here on the northwest side, so we need one of those <laughs> spots out here if he's looking to expand. You know they, they've got everything out here. So, but yeah, um, I, I I don't see it with either of those guys really. Like I never see the White Sox, you know, shopping at the high end of the market. You know they'll they'll find something in between, uh, but I don't see them uh, being in the Robbie Ray sweepstakes. Like this is a guy, you know, you know I don't want to say there's red flags here with Robbie Ray, but it's a perfect offseason to be Robbie Ray coming off the Cy Young first real deal in the major leagues like so he's he's earned it he's earned the right to be here but uh you know I don't think the White Sox are ever going to be a a team that's in the mix to signing a starting pitcher of of that regard with that type of contract Uh, maybe they'll figure out a creative trade but I I don't know it's interesting because Bob's been uh, right on it with a lot of this stuff here with the White Sox in the past couple seasons so uh, it's interesting you know I think the big takeaway here is uh, you know I hate picking apart these tweets, but 
these are all it's purposeful when he puts these out here. So when they say the White Sox are seeking a frontline starter, like yeah, who isn't? Everyone wants a frontline starter in all baseball. Like I don't want to hear Rickon talking about yeah, we we shopped around, but you know, you know, just wasn't a right fit. You know, I do believe that they are seeking a top end starter, as all teams are. So hopefully, I mean, they would have to after yeah. what they saw in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So I, I I'm encouraged. I, I will I will err on the side of positivity and say that they are. You know, uh, maybe they'll say, "Oh, we couldn't find anything on the free agent market, so we went and made a trade." I'd be cool with that as well. So, uh, I'm just trying to think: Will they do any of this before December first? Mm. Like, I don't even know if the market is there for any of these people. We've seen little drips and drabs of a couple people in there. We saw the Syndergaard move. We saw uh, Verlander going back where he came from. So there are some people who want to sign deals before the CBA expires i don't know if the white Sox, if this is the move they're going to do before the cba expires on december 1st but i would love to see them get a little bit more frisky and see if there's interest in these guys like to me it seems like guys just want to sign have some security don't have to wait out and then rush you yeah. know when they're saying hey we gotta play baseball three weeks to sign your yeah. deal that's that's what I, as i said a few weeks ago you know when we started talking about this and a lot of people were like oh no People won't do that, but no, like as a, as a family man, like you want some security in your life, and especially when you're going to a team that you know is going to have a chance to win the World Series, and you could be a big part of that. I could totally see why Kendall Graveman chose the White Sox. It's good money. He's got some security. He's got clarity on where he's going to be before Thanksgiving. That's a win for all parties. So hopefully, you know, the Sox are erring on the side of aggression, while other teams maybe they'll be in a courting process for Carlos Correa, like the Yankees, and who knows how long that can drag out. You know, Robbie Ray is probably going to be in a long courting process. So hopefully the Sox can explore some other avenues and be aggressive in that way and, and field the team here. Uh, so, uh, you know, they're also not competing with those teams later on, but also just so you can get to work, man. Try to figure out what other ways you can improve this ball club. All right. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Well, it's Thanksgiving and we all know what that means, right? Football and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Because Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Taking a look at some of the early lines here for Thursday's games. Of course, here our interest always on the Bears. Talking about Bears and Lions, of course. Lions, the Thanksgiving Day tradition playing at home against the Bears. Right now, the Lions still winless on the season, getting three and a half points here. They're plus three and a half. And right now, the over-under sitting right at 41. So if you're looking to make a play on this Bears game, just head over to Bet Online and get in on the action. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with their promo code locked on to receive that bonus. And it's not just football, folks. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online. We're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. I mentioned uh, we had a, a phone call that was very good, so let's open up the bag right quick. I'm not even going to ask you. I'm just going to do it. A lot of emails. We're going to try to get to some. There's another email. I love email. We love emails. We love phone calls, too. And we've got one here about the Kendall Graveman signing. If you want to give us a call, Herb already said the number at the top of the show, so I'll... 
take it from here. 312-566-8727. That's 312-566-8727, where you can call us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you got a burning White Sox thought that you want to get off your chest, if you want to rant and rave about the Sox, do so there. You let it out, man. Don't, don't you know take all that bad energy about the White Sox out in the streets and you get into a road rage incident or you turn into a Karen at, at the mall, you know, get it out, get it off your chest and give us a call. But this one's coming in from the 815. Callie and Herb, I love the show. It's Greg from McHenry. Uh, question for you guys. The Kendall Graveman signing uh, looks like it's pretty much official. Um, are you guys surprised that the White Sox did not trade Craig Kimbrell before this move, because I just don't see any room for Kimbrel in that bullpen now. I think we all know he was going to get traded, but I think now you've short, sort of showed uh, the rest of the league that he's gone, and I think that you've sort of played your hand. Um, two hours ago, you could have said, ah, maybe we'll make room for Craig Kimbrel, but now I think it's pretty obvious that he's not coming back, and I don't know how much the White Sox can get for him. Uh, love your show. Keep up the good work and uh, go Sox. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's an interesting fit here with Kimbrel or lack thereof, I should say. You know, uh, what do you make of that, Herb? Like, does this pretty much seal the deal that Craig Kimbrel is not going to be a White Sox in 2022? You think? I thought it was already sealed before this, and it seems like Bob and others or John Heyman are saying there's a lot of interest, not just salary dump. Craig Kimbrell, there's teams checking in to send you a real player coming back on the other side. The Phillies have checked in. The Braves have checked in. Others want the services of Craig Kimbrell. They've seen the good of Craig Kimbrell in 2021 and are not scared what he gave you when he was a White Sox. So they're going to give you market value for the guy. So I don't think the Kendall Graveman signing hurts the White Sox in any way because I think teams will be bidding for the services of Craig Kimbrell, which is awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think this uh, this changes that. And if the White Sox feel like they couldn't find a, a suitor, you know, now hear me out here. If they decide, you know what, we tried it one way last year, let's try it a different way. Let's try Craig Kimbrell at the closer. And now all of a sudden you have Hendricks <laughs> as a multi-inning threat in the seventh and eighth, and you got Graveman there. And now you don't need to, you know, quote-unquote replace uh, Kopek and Tapera. You've pretty much already done that here, I think. So I, I, that's very unlikely, I would think, from the way this regime has acted. Uh, but at, at the same time, the White Sox still do have a very attractive asset here. And I, I think they'll have many suitors, hopefully National League, and hopefully they can find a way uh, to fit their needs with, with a, a solid trade partner. That That's all I care about, really. If at the end of the day, if, if you are a better team after dealing tra uh, Craig Kimbrell, then I'm okay with that. I, I hate the thought process behind it. I've hated it ever since the beginning um, and w how they sort of botched this whole thing and how they were able to not make it work. And, you know, I, I hated it from day one. I hated coming out of the an early in the offseason, basically telling everyone what your plan was going to be. I hated that. I don't see the point in that. I think there's some truth that this move by signing Graveman does indicate, yeah. Uh, it's pretty much gone, but maybe it was just a, a thing around baseball where everyone knew Craig Kimbrell was going to be gone no matter what. So just keep on acting, you know, do your normal business as you would. So, yeah, man, this uh, certainly uh, makes it a, a top priority, I think. I think now we turn the page to what the Craig Kimbrell rumors are going to be. And if they can fill, you know, second base void with, with that, I know a lot of people want to make the – 
the you know the connection with uh, with Segura in, in Philadelphia is Philly being one of the top trade partners as we talked about on shows in the past but you know I'm not so sure it'll be it'll be that easy I think if the White Sox can walk away with this thing by unloading that salary and, and maybe using them in the free agent market I think they'll they'll do that I mean they will get something substantial for Craig Kimbrell whether it's uh, you know supplementing the, the, their prospects core and be able to use that later on for something else I think they'd be okay with that or you know if they're just gonna do straight up uh, salary dump I think they'd be okay with that because they could spend that money elsewhere but yeah I think this pretty much seals that I think the caller's right I think Craig Kimbrell is gonna be gone I just I don't see how it would work if he stayed here above all you know like uh, mm-hmm. it's just it just it's, it's not it's no longer a fit with an, with another right-handed arm in that bullpen who who can close games for you? I saw Jim Margulis at the Sox acquired another closer today, uh, which was funny. It's it, it happens to be true because because Graveman can close. That's not how they'll use him uh, unless they have to. But yeah, man, I think Kimbrel's gone, and we'll be talking about it probably up until spring because the Sox don't have to deal him really at, at any time. You know, they can wait to to get their best offer, and Rick Hahn can you know uh, sit back and and play his cards right, and hopefully. Uh, come away with, with something substantial for Craig Kimbrell. So I think that's where we're at with it. I think we're looking at no Craig Kimbrell in 2022, uh, to ultimately a, a failed trade. And and it's not because of a poor performance specifically, but I think the process was flawed from the beginning, which we've chronicled ad nauseum here on this show. But, uh, yeah, man. Would, would you like Gene Segura's re- return? <sighs> Wouldn't love it, you know. Um I think that would be settling. That would be that would be just a straight settle, in in my opinion. You know, that wouldn't be trying to acquire the best player available. That's just unburdening yourself of of Craig Kimbrell and getting something back for him. You know, Gene Segura is a really nice player, but mm-hmm. I just I just don't know. You know, got on base at a three forty eight clip last year. You know, it's fine. It does fill a hole. You know, he's a, he's a really solid player, man. You know, I have to really think about it. You can, kind of got me on that. One. I never really thought through it. It's just certainly not a uh, uh, a sexy name in, in return. I don't think a lot mm-hmm. of Sox fans will be like, oh, hell yeah, Gene Segura. But, you know, I think he could be a, a potential fit. You know, he's a solid player. You know, 11 airs at second is scary. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's a product of the range. You know, because he didn't always play second, right? Like, you know, he he was over shortstop. On, 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 yeah, shortstop. On, on, he was on the left side for most of his career. So. The Brewers, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what that is there. We need a guy who can pick it over there. So Wilson, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, I think it would be it would be settling. I rather I rather have a prospect if if you're if you're gonna do a deal like that. And maybe that's me asking for you know too much, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be over the moon about it. I wouldn't hate it. You know, but uh, you know, it's kind of the situation where we're dealing here with with Kimbrel, where it's it's very imperfect and it's very complicated, and you you know you have an asset. So I, I think the way you feel about having Craig Kimbrel on your ball club now is kind of like, blech. that's probably how you feel about what you'll get back. It'll be blech, and just hope you can make it work. I think that's how I see it right now. Uh, yeah, I I feel similar. Um, it would feel the second base spot, but. Uh, it's not not all the same elk of a Carlos Hernandez because I think he has a little bit more bat and a longer track record of yeah. bat. And he's only 32. I thought Gene Secure was a little longer in the tooth. He's been playing for a long time. So, yeah, I would more rather go out and get a second baseman than acquire the second baseman via the trade, especially if it's Gene Segura. 
All right, yeah, that's that's all we got today. Uh, boy, we spent a whole episode talking about Kendall Graveman. Good time. See what happens when there's news. Uh, we don't have to fart around with the mailbag. That'll be Friday show, though. We got more mailbag to get into, which we did record before the Graveman signing. So some of it may be uh, out of, obsolete, out of date, but you know what? It's what it is. You'll be in a trip to Fancoma anyway. So that's all I got today, Herb. That is Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill on Twitter. Me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23. And the show is at Locked On Socks on Twitter, Instagram. Thank you for making Locked On Socks your first listen every morning. Locked On Socks free and available on all platforms, including Locked On Socks on YouTube. So for Chris, I'm Herb. Happy Thanksgiving, even though it's a bad holiday. Just give ho- <laughs> give thanks to your family. Don't yeah. think about the the initial thing. Yeah, the other bad. stuff, not so much, friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, friends. It was not that great at the beginning. Um, so thank you. From Locked on Socks.